Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. So now let's go to Tanashinia Madoka, uh, who used to be a Somalia. That's where I've, that's when I first met you yeah. down in Cape Town when you were Somalia. Yeah, you don't need to touch a thing. You're on. So, so, um, and we were, we were judging wines. I remember you were absolutely incredulous yeah. at the entries because it was the Diners Club Restaurant uh, Wine List Wine Awards. List, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you, 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 you were absolutely incredulous because obviously it was nothing like what you did um, uh, in Cape Town because that was, that was hectic with one of the top, well, the top restaurant in the country. Yes, man. Amazing time with the Test Kitchen. Uh, for almost close to five years working with the top chef in the world amazing food uh, and it was great curating the list as well and also winning the best wine list service in 2016 probably one of the career highlights of the test kitchen but yeah i had an amazing time there I wonder if it, if it would be possible to get a copy of that wine list because I'm sure the wines that you put together, I mean, we could possibly still buy um, because they don't go out of, you know, favour that quickly. Yes, exactly. And I have to say it was a compact wine list, uh, but more so the wine and food uh, program I ran there, you know, at, at a point I would run 16 different wines wow. on a tasting menu. So, wow. And different flavours, different combinations, which like really... Wild guests. But we're in a different place now, aren't we, when it comes to wine and wine lists and restaurants and, uh, and whatever. Tell us what's happening. Tell us what you, you're, you're working on at the moment. Yeah, I think restaurants at the moment is it's pretty much difficult, mm. uh, especially if you're looking at a place like Cape Town where it's more international, touristy. I remember when I was at the test kitchen, 90% of our guests were tourists. Uh, and you still get local diners, but the whole dining uh, experience has changed the the tasting menus long have just reduced mm. uh, the guest spend is not as as big as possible because you know people are not earning that much so it's pretty much kind of changed but like you say wine is always be there the wine doesn't go stale it's still there but I think the dining culture has changed even with the curfews now people have to rush it's not much as relaxed as before uh, but yeah, I, I left the restaurant floor uh, last year, so I've gone solo now uh, and running my own kind of restaurant wine list, but more digital and obviously running my own wine brand, Kumusha Wines. Well, you were telling me that uh, Kumusha Wines are selling in the United States um, uh, and elsewhere as well, You're selling in Kenya, uh, selling in Zimbabwe. Yeah. I mean, I'd, have they got any foreign exchange? <laughs> Well, we, they're dealing in US dollars, so <laughs> it's quite much more welcome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about, especially when I sold the wines in Zimbabwe. You know, I came to Cape Town 2008 just with a backpack and one change of clothes. Now I'm going back to Zimbabwe with a truckload full of Kumusha wines. So, yeah, it's, it's one of my biggest achievements to say. Uh, the rest of Africa, the wine is doing well in Kenya. I've signed up uh, Ghana now. So I think I'm on an African renaissance and that really excites me more than selling the wine in the US or Europe. Yes, except they've got the, they've got the numbers in the US. Yes, yeah, so US, US, US has been very much uh, big and, and grateful. Probably we're in 15 different states and counting mm. at the moment. Wow, that is huge. New York, California, uh, Boston. How did you do that? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a combination of, of my time working you know, in the South African wine industry and meeting people and just 
making fantastic wines and South Africa is making no really outstanding wines but I've always felt maybe it needed a voice and needed a uh, a driving force to like really showcases and that's when, what's happening you know the wines have been there but the exposure hasn't been that much so for me in the US has been yeah, a revelation the wines are well received uh, and yeah obviously uh, I think with the pandemic it's kind of slowed down mm. uh, but I have to say the Black Lives Matter movement and, and by Black also helped me in some regards especially mm. in the United States mm. And you know, which is good. I'm, I'm. I want to sell wine because it's good wine. But you know, if you taking platforms like that help you to spread the wines, then I, I take it. Yes. Now this this thing that you're working on um, with with other people, it, it's something to do with restaurants and something to do with wine. Just explain that to us. Yeah. So it's run by a, a organization in the U, in the UK, the thought provoking uh, organization. They look into future insights. And, you know, restaurants have closed and some will not open, some which closed last year. Mm. Uh, so we're discussing the future of the fine wines and fine dining space in the restaurants itself. Uh, are restaurants still going to be making much more money because of beverage than food? Uh, is the dining culture going to be different as well? So it's a diverse panel. Uh, James Tidwell, America. Uh, I've got uh, Patrick Eile also wine food right in America and some Italian guests as well so it's going to be exciting uh, it's happening on the second Friday uh, the link is, is pretty much open to everyone uh, I think it's what 4pm uh, South African time 2pm uh, GMT mm-hmm. and what is the link? jeez uh, I don't think I have it on. <laughs> <laughs> we're just supposed to be talking about yeah. it so it's um, uh, Aaron Global. A R O N. No, A R E N I G L O B A L. So you can go to their social media platforms, Instagram or LinkedIn, Facebook. They've okay. got the link on their bios. Okay, we'll just repeat that. All right. So, so really, what you're doing is you're just trying to see if there's a way forward for wine and food to be integrated, and is it going to be these endless courses? Yeah. Because I think it's not. It's not that definitely. It's not. just I, yeah. I just don't want to do it at the moment. Yeah. You know, it's just something that's happened to yeah. me. Um, I want to go and I want to get a lovely starter and a main course, maybe not even a dessert. Exactly. Um, or just I just want simplicity, but I do want wonderful wine. Yes, and also touching on the role of a sommelier in the restaurant Uh, and you know because there's not much guests so the the role might become absolute so it's just finding ways of seeing how the role can be still relevant so I got attention of them because I had kind of during lockdown uh, foresaw something like that happening so me and my uh, old mate sommelier friend Spencer who used to work at Burrata came up with this salmon call platform so our idea was because we're in lockdown and people are not going into the restaurants uh, that much, but they're still there. Uh, the wine drinking sure. uh, person is still there, but I think it's just a way to get to them and not really on a physical restaurant floor. So we called Someone Call, which is a digital platform, much more mobile friendly, where we set out uh, weekly offers, 
uh, we go live just to interact like what we used to do in the restaurant. And I remember when I was at a restaurant, the test kitchen, I really enjoyed finding those small niche, small producers and, and introduce that's them. That's what I love. Yeah. So yes. the Somon Core is almost taking that experience, but being on digital, uh, but still giving you that restaurant vibe and the sommelier vibe. All right. So, so I want you to write that out for me. So cause I, I learn digitally. So just do it up there so I can, <laughs> right. I can repeat it properly. So, so, so you you can still get a sommelier experience um, using different sommeliers, I presume. Yes. So at the moment, it's me and uh, Spencer. Okay. But as the platform grows, the whole idea is to get all these guys who are sommeliers to kind of come and and share information or share their wines as well, and obviously uh, tastings, maybe small gatherings where these sommeliers can sign up and do these tastings and, you know, try to give them uh, an, another avenue of earning a living and still keeping the, the industry going. And all that knowledge. Yeah. You see, I mean, the knowledge that sommeliers have is absolutely phenomenal. Exactly, but they don't have the platform to say it if the restaurants are closed. So yes. it's, it's been, we launched in October, so it was conceived during the first lockdown. Uh, it's almost four months now, and probably February has been our best month ever, and we see it growing big. So it's SOM on call. Yes. SOM, S-O-M-M, on call. Yeah. So we, do we access that on Facebook? Or? Yes, Facebook, Instagram, more so on Instagram, uh, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I really do. So SOM on call, yes. and uh, and we'll see you, and, and, you know, lots of people will get to know you. And, uh, and of course, your own wines. I mean, yeah. your, your own wines, are, uh, I mean, when I last tasted them, um, you know, they're, they're lovely. They really are. Delicious, and, I mean, yeah. just explain to people um, what uh, what um, Kamushim actually means. So Kamusha is a Shona word, which means your home, your roots, or your origins. And, you know, I, I always feel wine has a sense of place. And we always talk of wine of origins, Stellenbosch, uh, you know, Mosel Valley. But my challenge when I went into the wine world was you can tell me I have to taste a wine in the Mosul Valley and tell what it is, but I've never been there. But in a sense, I feel also wine of origin can be where the wine is taking you. So I grew up in Zimbabwe, going to the rural uh, family home where you used to pick fruits in the wild. So whenever I was smelling wine, it was just taking me back there. So I said, if the wine is taking me back home, I must just call it Kumusha. Do you know? I'm, I think it's a, I think it's lovely, and I think it's it's um, quite emotional for many people, I'm sure. But I had a conversation a couple of weeks back, uh, right at this time of uh, of the day, with um, uh, Eugene Joubert. Yes. And what he did is he got a whole lot of fruit, and say he got say he was talking about a Sauvignon Blanc. Well, he would have crisp apples and whatever. And he said, you don't need to think deeply about what is in that wine. Take a mouthful of of, of that apple and whatever else, gooseberries or whatever it is. Yeah. And actually, you are tasting a Sauvignon Blanc. Yes, yes. I thought it was so clever. Yes, so clever. I think it's, it's quite challenging to, to someone to pick up all those flavors, but I always feel... Uh, you know, wine is about memory and, and sense. So if you've never ate so much apples, it's going to be difficult for you yes. to pick up the apples in the yes. wine. So I always smell it whenever I go to a fruit section that's for curiosity's yes. sake uh, and just get those flavors to 
to be embedded in To talk in my memory, to you. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. And it is. I mean, it's one of the most evocative memories you can have. Tanashi, I think this sounds absolutely fantastic. I'd be very interested to, to see what comes out of this conference. Awesome, Jenny. And, uh, and I'm sure that you'll let me know. But please remember SOM on call, S-O-M-M on call. And, uh, and you're, ju- you're just going to pick up knowledge as you go along, but you're also going to have fun because that's, uh, that's the whole thing about drinking wine and a little bit about the history and that's part of the fun of wine. Tanashi Namadoka, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you so much, Jenny. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.